0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I'm Randy Rainwater. We are now joined by... Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball, made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. And, Kevin, the Red White Showcase is behind. Now you have a little bit of a gap between... The next exhibition game, what do you believe Arkansas is going to be working on in that interim period?
1: Randy, I think Melsman, and I wrote about this. I put an article out this morning, kind of three priority areas I saw, kind of based on what I saw in the 45-minute limited practice where media got to see that, and then a week later we got the red-white game. So based on just observations, the things that Melsman kind of talked about I think the biggest thing they're working on is getting better at defense right now. Um, You know, he he was putting out some offensive numbers charts today. Uh, In the story I wrote, I put out that the teams combined for over 60% shooting from the field. Um, You know, you had 50% from three. Now, the offenses did have 20 turnovers, but one thing I've noticed in the clips they were putting out over the You know, after the June and July, when the little five-on-five they did, they put some of those highlights out for each individual player, and I noticed how easy it was for guys to get down the middle of the court and get all the way to the basket. And I think, you know, Musk talks about they don't—they're a no-middle team, where they want to funnel drives, you know, to each side of the court, cut the court in half, or you know, cut off two-thirds of it if they can, Uh, because when you get in the middle of the floor, everything opens up on the wings, guys cutting back door to the basket. It's just you, you, their scheme is to try to prevent that. And so I think they've got some guys with some lateral movement issues. He talked about that actually three years ago, the first Elite Eight team that he talked about early on. And that we know that team started two and four league play, but he talked about for a while that he had collectively, they had some lateral movement issues and they, they've schemed around it and figured out a way to make it work. And I think that's probably what they're working on now. Is getting better on defense. It's one red white game, uh, but you typically try to, usually they're lower scoring since Musselman has been here. 88 to 70, so a lot of points, uh, high field goal percentages for both teams. Certainly you like to see the three point shooting in the transition offense, but the, the transition defense, the secondary fast break defense, and even the half court de- defense had some issues. And, um, you know, outside of Devo Davis, I mean, even Tremont Mark, who comes in with a you know, a, a big reputation defensively. I think he's still learning the expectations at Arkansas and how they play here, uh, how the Hogs do it under Mussman. because I noticed even he having some lapses. Again, it's a scrimmage, but I think that's what they're working on is trying to get better defensively. Now he talked about how everybody, they're further ahead in installing offense and defense than they've ever been at this juncture because of the experience and the veteran guys they've had, and they've been grasping the concepts and being able to install more relative to previous seasons, uh, but understanding it, grasping it, and then going out and executing, I think that's the next thing, is guys kind of zelling, playing together. The other thing about exhibition play, Randy, you're going to see the rotations probably, at least for in the, against Division Two, depending upon how that game goes. We know Arkansas struggled to win against a D2 team out of Oklahoma a couple of years ago and had to gut it out at the end, but you might see a lot of guys play again. Uh, if Arkansas is having its way, but you'll also probably see, at least in the beginning stages, maybe more of what a rotation looks like. The other thing that impairs all of it are guys like Trevor Brazil being out, and who knows how much longer with Califf Battle as well, and I project both of those guys. Brazil's a day-one starter, obviously, maybe battle too, but definitely both are top six, seven rotation guys if fully healthy.
0: Let's check in with Steve. Steve, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports
2: let me give you a score update between uh, Minnesota and Houston uh it's going into the eighth inning and Houston is up 6 to 1 okay and uh you know i was going to ask Trey about uh, a Marion Harris cuz if i remember just right when he played at uh Joe T Robinson wasn't he like a four star
0: yes he was
2: And, let's see, one of the schools that was trying to get him uh, was Alabama, correct?
0: That is correct.
2: And, you know, that's what I don't understand. You know, we get these kids from in-state that are are real good, and, of course, he can play on both sides of the ball.
0: Well, the other side of the ball doesn't need near as much help as the offensive line does
2: him on the offensive line and see what, what happens. I mean, good things might – would happen if, uh, you know, he's in there.
0: I thought he played okay. well against Kansas in the, uh, in the bowl game. And he and Crawford both. Now, Crawford has had some medical issues, which has set him back. Wait. But right. Marion had that little knee stinger, if you will, back in the spring, in the spring game. But I've been told he's back to a complete 100%. And they did have him with um, Manuel being out. They did have him working at left tackle behind Chambly. So maybe, just maybe, you know, it, it, at this point, it's not shuffling people around on the current existing offensive line. I said this Saturday. I'll say it again today. Give him Marion Harris an opportunity. Exactly. If
2: if, those, if Crawford is healthy give him an
0: opportunity
2: you know because I don't like this you know Trey saying oh he's not ready well I don't buy that excuse
0: well no I, there, there's there. something to be said about experience but I don't understand why at this at this point can it be any worse give him an opportunity. You know,
2: you know, and what I'm afraid is you've got a kid like that, and he's going to transfer out to somewhere where he will
0: start. Well, the guy if I were going to target as somebody who at the end of this season is saying thanks but no thanks is Ty Washington. For that guy to have labored I know. and spent all that time, and then all of a sudden you have this, quote, open tryout last week and even saying that he didn't start the game, Sherman started the game, but regardless, he got his opportunity, and he he took advantage of it. Why did it take this I long? Mean, Why did it take this long?
2: It may it may something's going on there on that staff. It, it it's just not making sense, you know. Like I said, I'm wondering if Dan Enos really wants to be there because.
0: Well, until you, talk, until you talk with him, you don't know. That, that's not a fair statement. I mean, you have to know well, the mean, man. Yeah,
2: that's just that's just my opinion. I mean, I know that's not a fair statement. That's just my, my opinion. I
0: mean. Well, he's up in a box but anyway. that you can't see anything. Uh, you rarely see him. I mean, maybe if you go to practice Monday and Tuesday, the media could get a look at Dan Enos. I don't know what Dan Enos is thinking or feeling. Uh, Certainly it hadn't lived up to, I think, anyone's expectations of what this year was supposed to be.
2: you know, i say Dan Enos needs to go down on the field like like he uh, used to when uh, he was there before.
0: Wouldn't hurt getting the quarterback's grill.
2: Anyway, that's all I got, Randy.
0: Can you imagine, Kevin, we're still talking football?
1: Well, I mean... (laughs) I'm only kidding well, you know we're we're talking about four straight losses i mean i'm only kidding on everybody's
0: mind i'm only kidding i mean i i'm looking at, at uh, between the live feed and feedback of the buzz text line and everything is obviously about football so um i apologize to you that right now we're in that uh, in that mindset so no but i do believe i was asked earlier had i more or less given up on football and was turning my attention to basketball. I said, no, it's too early for that. And uh, plus, I've got responsibilities, not only this show, but to the post-game show, first security, yeah. f- fifth quarter post-game show. So, yes, I'm going to continue to uh, focus a lot on football. But that doesn't mean we can't start talking basketball. Right. I mean, it's, you
1: know, we've we've got these exhibition games and then, we're less than a month away, Randy, from from the start of the official, the regular season, November 6th, Arkansas hosts Alcorn State. The first of four home games where the games will be, if you want to watch them, you, you got to have the SEC Network Plus or ESPN Plus, Plus. Um, and, and then after that, most of the games the rest of the way will be on the, either one of the ESPN Family Networks. There's a CBS game against Kentucky at Rupp Arena in early March, and then you've also got the North Lorraine game at Simmons Arena, Simmons Bank Arena. Guess what? That's going to be live stream for the first time in a while that you can get any kind of uh, you know television or live stream on in a, from a from the one Razorback game that's played there a year each year. That that's that hasn't happened in a while, so at least that'll be available. I believe it's SEC Network Plus. It, it, you know, in that case as well. So, um, you know, basketball season's relevant tomorrow. A couple of players uh, here locally. Uh, class of 2026, Jacob Lanier, 6'6 guard at Maumelle, uh, national top 30 player that Arkansas has offered a scholarship to and recently took an unofficial visit, as well as class of 2025, Terry on Burgess, 6'9 combo forward in Benton, uh, also has an Arkansas offer, also recently took an unofficial visit to, to Arkansas. Both of those young men will be traveling to Las Vegas tomorrow for uh, the end of week. Wooten, uh, Coach Wooten's top 100 camp this is not only an elite camp of the best players in the country uh, uh, spanning a few various classifications but it's also a mcdonald's all-american game platform so you're going to have a lot of the folks that get a vote in selecting the mcdonald's all-american teams they'll be on hand to scout these players and to see them so it's a big deal basketball's 365 days a year i know it's also football season but it's always a good time to talk about hoops also randy there
0: you go all right, hang tight, Kevin. We've got one more sec- segment with Hoop Scoop, better known as Kevin McPherson, courtesy of Hogville.net. Thanks to fence brokers Chris Walker and Gang. Drive Time Sports will return in just one moment. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball, made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. And, Kevin, let me read just a few of these so I don't get so far behind. Uh, Farrell Hogg says, from our Asher Record Service company, live feed feedback, Bobby Petrino is in the box as an OC. He hasn't been on the sideline for any of AM's games. In the box or on the field is not the issue with Dan Enos. I'll say this much, this is only, only my opinion. I think that sideline is too big for Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino in a game. I just don't think that is a working combination. I think it's the best thing. Bobby's up in the box. That way, Fisher has his space. Bobby has his space. Uh, That's just my opinion Why he's up in the box and not on the sideline. Uh, Colton says, please give me one good reason why most of our good players won't transfer out after the season. Tesla already posted his dissatisfaction. Same for a few other receivers. I don't know about that, but... uh, Kevin, I mean, it's uh, it's the year of the, uh, the generation now, almost, of the NIL. Combine that with uh, the transfer portal, and you're going to have turnover. I mean, it's just a fact of life. And uh, players come, players go now. And that's why you have to be on top of the transfer portal. That's why you have to be on top of your roster. And – I don't know what you can say to these players, what you can do to these players. Once they make up their mind, they're probably gone. So yes, there will be turnover.
1: Yeah, guys, I you know I listen a lot to the football commentary, and I you know I'm obviously forming my own opinions, and you know I think the defense has been pretty good this season. I think it's been pretty good. I think the offense—it's more than just a lack of blocking. The, the timing on everything, all of their play action, all of every, all the timing is way off, and teams are teeing off on them, and then you teeing up on them, and then you don't have a, a deep, you don't have an over-the-top threat to even keep the defense, you know, to stretch it a little bit. Uh, you've got some good receivers, don't get me wrong, but you really don't have an over-the-top game, and that's part of what made KJ so good the last couple of years at times was being able to throw deep. Um, <clears throat> but, the, but their rhythm and timing is way off, and then you throw in the penalties, uh, but, but you see why guys are false starting. I, mean, I think it's because even when they don't false start, guys aren't moving in sync, it, and they're slow. Every little play action is slow, um, and, and the rhythm timing. I mean, there was a third and th- I think it was a third and three. Arkansas was inside its 20. I think it might have been the fourth quarter, and they needed a first down. They needed to pick up that first down and keep and give themselves a chance. And they, they, they called a quarterback keep. For KJ out of the shotgun, and he and they had him running east and west. He's not fast like that. You, you, I mean, you know, a lot of the stuff that they try to do with him on on design quarterback keepers are, are probably better where he's not trying to go east and west before he gets upfield. And they didn't get the first down. I think they were a yard or half yard short. But that was just one example of not playing to the strengths of your of your players, in my opinion. And on top of that, everything just looks out of sync to me. Beyond this. The struggles with the offensive line blocking and holding blocks, and uh, you know, pass pro. Obviously, the run game has just been almost non-existent. You know, save for a few plays here and there.
0: No explosive plays for sure. Let's talk with Chris. Chris, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Kevin?
1: Yeah, glad to join you guys. Thank uh, you. Um, I, I was going to tell Hoop Scoop that I really enjoy his segment, and uh, I really have enjoyed his. Takes and opinions on the football team, and was wondering if he would ever be interested in the head coaching job if he <laughs> if it ever became available.
0: Yeah, take a I'd pay cut. I resume
1: ready. I usually have my resume ready to fly up to Fayetteville, I'll sit up there, third, midway third, early fourth quarter. Just I like everybody you. else. he take a pay.
0: He take a pay cut. He's hoop scoop. Well, he can't afford to take I'm- that pay cut. <laughs>
1: I do have a basketball question, Hoop scoop I was wondering, yes, sir uh what is going to be the difference this with this year's basketball team getting off to not a two and four start or hmm. or, or a slow start? I, I know we want to get hot in we're in March, but why can't we get hot in the end of December and January and I'll take your answer off the air. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, chris yeah you know, I, I I think Arkansas's got a chance to start better this time because they, get, they do have a lot of veteran guys and they've always had it seems like they've always started sec play with one or two guys hurt last year it was two guys that were out the, three years ago the elite the first elite 18 that won 11 straight sec games then won a 12th game in the opener in the sec tournament so 12 in a row that team started two and four remember justin smith was out a few games they started two and four in Musselman's first year, they started 3-1, then Isaiah Joe got hurt. So it always seems like somewhere in the league play they're dealing with injuries. If Arkansas can stay healthy, this is his best team, in my opinion, when I look at depth at every position, 1-5, through five, when I look at talent, when I look experience, at experience. And then there's a diversity of skill sets. You don't have a one-dimensional team much like you had last year when two of your top offensive players missed most of the season and you became strictly a downhill team and not a very good free throw shooting team when you got yourself to the line on all those drives. So this team, I think, is going to be better at the line. It's definitely going to be better from three. I don't know how how it couldn't be, Uh, but I do. I think because of those things, the depth positionally, the experience collectively, and guys, they're being more versatile in each position, including shooting and spacing the floor. I think Arkansas sets up its best, if it is healthy, its best chance to start league play strong and maybe contend, for an SEC title for, for the first time in a long time. As good as they've been in the postseason, they really haven't been in contention for, for a league title. That year I just mentioned three years ago where they won 11 in a row and then uh, to finish out league play, they still finished a game and a half behind Alabama. And Bama jumped out strong to start league play, and Arkansas was always playing catch-up when it came out 2-4. and four. So I think Arkansas has got a chance to position itself for a better start. And I've been saying and writing this, Arkansas – should be in the conversation, top two or three teams going into this thing this year as a potential team to be your preseason pick to win to win the league. I don't I don't know that the SEC and when media days comes up, they're going to vote them that way, but I expect them to be in that top three or four. But I think they've got a good case coming into it to say this might be the best team in the league this year, and maybe a preseason pick for some to win it.
0: All right, Kevin. This from our Asher Record Service Company. Life and feedback. Underdog says, uh, Kevin, what's your thoughts on Jalen Graham? Can he play defense this year because we know he can score?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, that's a work in progress. You know, I saw some things in the red-white game uh, on that end from everybody that I was just like, wow, you know, but Busman's not gonna you know, he may he may hide it a little bit in the postgame press conference just because they've been so bad shooting from three in transition that there's some positives there to talk about, but Yeah, I mean Jalen Graham's been more focused in practice. He's taken the the two sides of the ball aspect of what Nelson expects more seriously, but I think he still has limitations. Some of his instincts. He's also he he, you know, he's not sometimes very physical when you're talking about him playing the five, which is mostly what he's going to play, backing up Macai Mitchell. So you know, there are some things that uh, strength-wise and just his his natural. You know, he doesn't like to really play back to the basket and get physical. Everything he does is a quick, finesse move, and he's got good ups. He's explosive, but he's not a banger or a pounder, guy. So when he faces those kind of guys in the SEC, sometimes he, he he's in, and then he's out because he has a hard time dealing with it. And then there's other things, help defense, rotation stuff. He didn't play, pay close attention to all that transition defense last year. He stark sometimes, and that didn't look like he cared to get back. So, I mean, if he's fixing some of those little things and helps him stay on the floor, how good can he be defensively? I don't know, but he is mostly an offensive kind of guy. 15 feet in, working left to right, using that pivot, drop step, and spin moves.
0: I like him. I just hope he can play some D to stay on the floor. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you on later this week. That is Kevin, Thanks, Kevin. McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. And thanks to Fence Brokers. Justin Aker reminding you that Serta Pro Painters is here to help you as we transition from summer into fall. And if you're thinking about doing something to the outside of your home, maybe it's long overdue, Serta Pro
2: Painters is here to help. Have them.